This is the Begin Within Podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit I know you're here because you want to work on improving your health and fitness. And whether you're actively working on it right now or not, I have something that I know will help you big time. I just put together a brand new workshop called Five Fitness Mistakes You Can't Afford to Make. Most people and most programs won't help you with these unseen fitness enemies. People just don't know about them and most professionals don't teach it to their clients this way. But in this free class, I'll explain each of these five mistakes and how you can make 100% sure they don't affect your results ever again. The best way that you can grab your seat in this free class is to go to the show notes and click on the link that I have for you there. Or you could register at beginwithin.fit slash free class. That's beginwithin.fit slash free class. Please make sure that you grab your seat right now before you even keep listening to this episode. I can't wait to see you soon inside my free class, Five Fitness Mistakes You Can't Afford to Make. My guest today is Allie Cass. She is a former bodybuilding pro turned functional health and fitness coach who helps stressed out women optimize their health, level up their mindset, and shift from surviving to thriving. In our conversation today, there's a few things that I want you to listen very closely for, a couple of really key themes that I know are going to benefit you. They benefited me as I had the opportunity to talk with Allie. Uh, First of all, we talked about the language that we use. She's going to talk uh, in the interview that you're about to hear. She is going to talk about why that is so important as she begins to work with her clients and, of course, why it is important for each of us to really listen to the language that we use. Secondly, we are going to talk a ton about mindset. You know I love a good mindset conversation when it comes to health and fitness and wellness. We're going to talk about that, and she's going to use a very interesting phrase, energetic weight. I want you to listen for that. Uh, Sometimes we're so focused on the scale weight, right? But what about energetic weight? We're going to talk about that in our interview. And then the third thing, and probably the biggest one, we're going to talk about the word awareness, why that is so important. So listen closely whenever you hear that word pop up. 
so that you can pay attention to the context that we're using it in, and you can use it to benefit yourself in your own health, fitness, and wellness journey. Here is my interview with Allie Cass. Challenging myself through different things with my body has always been a part of who I am, but um, no one, you know, like most people, no one ever taught me what it meant to really be healthy. No one taught me about nutrition and no one really taught me how to take care of myself and put myself first. And I think that's a very common thing um, for a lot of people in our population, especially for women. And I say that because I work primarily with women and it's something that I notice with them. So fast forward to um, college, I was, uh, I played basketball for a D3 school, um, realized I didn't really love it the way that I did. So I decided to quit. Um, once I was no longer working out anymore, I developed very unhealthy habits. I was drinking a lot, eating a lot of Mexican food because I'm from Texas and that's what we do. And um, fast forward a few years to right after graduation. And I found out that my mom was diagnosed with stage three brain cancer. Oh my goodness. Now my mom was someone who she never really was sick a day in her life, a cold here and there, but um, you know, no health concerns really to speak of. So it really came on like very, we were very surprised. Um, there was definitely that shock factor. So because I had just graduated, I moved across the country um, to help my dad take care of her. And she was given about 18 months to live and she only ended up living for about nine months. So during that time, I was one of her primary caregivers. And um, it was really a time where I started asking questions like, why does someone who would never get sick, why, why do they get such a terrible diagnosis? Um, what, you know, what really makes someone healthy and what, you know, what is this beyond what we think? So I really started self um, self-researching and diving into things like nutrition, things like environmental toxins, um, just holistically what health really meant. And it basically led me on the path of what I call the biggest rabbit hole of my entire life, because I'm like really deep into the rabbit hole now. And the more I learn, uh, the reali- I realize the more there is to learn, but the more excited I become about it. So um, shortly after she passed, I again, found myself in a very Um, depressed place. I didn't like the way I felt. I was tired all the time. Um, I was also slightly overweight. I was only 22 at the time. And I just remember laying in one of my girlfriend's beds. Um, I went to visit her and I was was staying at her house. I was just laying there thinking like, this can't be it. Like I'm 22 and I should not feel this way. Like I, I have to do something because at that point I was afraid what would happen with my life if I didn't take some sort of positive action. So I knew I needed help and I hired my first coach and it was a woman I just randomly found on Instagram (laughs) and um, we ended up clicking really well. And uh, she convinced me to start competing in bodybuilding, which is something I thought was a terrible idea. I was like, that sounds horrible. I'd never want to do that. Um, But I ended up doing it and it, it gave me a sense of purpose and something to work for again. And as someone who grew up as an athlete, that was super important for me. Um, And then that also kind of helped open my eyes to physical transformation. And um, again, I started kind of going down the rabbit hole of fitness, but then it became so much more than that for me. I I no longer really cared about the physique and and what the aesthetic was like. And it became more about, um, you know, how can I really optimize my own health and how can I help other people do that? So once I was able to, you know, do that for myself, I became very excited about it. Um, And as I've grown older, again, this transformation has become so much more about um, being my best self, living my best life, and also helping other people do the same. Got it. What was it for you that 
got you, I guess, thinking about helping others. I, I feel like there's got to be a lot of people that experience that or even, you know, competing physique competitions, but they don't mm -hmm. turn around and think, I want to, I want to use this for other people. What, what was it for you, Allie? I think it, I don't really remember one specific point in time, but for me, as I was going through that transformation, I did it very quietly. So I'm not somebody who typically likes to be loud about my goals when I'm working on them. I'd rather be quiet and keep my head down and then let the result at the end speak for itself. So I didn't really tell many people what I was up to. And then after I competed in my first show, I had all these people that were like, wow, you know, this is awesome. What have you been doing? And um, then I kind of started to realize through that process, like how many people don't feel good in their own skin. Um, and not to say that you have to compete in bodybuilding <laughs> to feel good or be at, at that kind of level by any means. Um, but it, it started naturally coming up because I started getting questions from people. And then as I learned, um, I realized how passionate I was about the topic. And so I started again, self-learning. I started taking multiple certifications in nutrition, um, personal training, nutritional therapy, holistic health coaching, all of these things. And obviously the more I learned and the more I started just talking about it, the more people would start to ask me questions. And I kind of became that go-to person for friends or family or people in my little network. And um, that's when I really was like, okay, I think I can do something with this. And I, at that point in my life, I hadn't really found something else that I was super passionate about um, other than being outdoors. <laughs> um, and so I thought, okay, um, you know, maybe this is a sign that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, a couple of years ago, uh, my coach at the time, she had asked me if I wanted to, this is how I actually ended up in Florida. She asked me if I wanted to move to Tampa to be her assistant coach. So that was really what kind of sparked my entry into coaching women. I had been doing some on my own, um, but yeah, I worked under her and then she decided to make a career pivot and I took over her business and then rebranded. And now here we are. And yeah, so that was kind of the evolution of deciding that um, I could use what I had been through. And, and really for me too, health and fitness was so much about taking like the anger and the grief that I had with the situation of losing my mom and, and using that in a productive way to make myself better. And now I find that so many of my clients who come to me have just gone through things like divorces or breakups, or they've lost someone that's close to them. And so I, I kind of see that mirror of myself and them when they come to me. And I think that's one of the things that um, I have that might be a little bit different than a lot of people in the industry is because that is such a big thing for me and helping guide people not only with a health transformation, but emotionally to get them from that place that they're at to becoming a better version of who they are. Mm. Wow. As you ended with that, my question, I like, I'm like, okay, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't need any trade secrets or anything. I think that that, that adds a whole nother layer to the process. I think that, but obviously here begin within that's, that's okay. I think sometimes we just think about calories in, calories out, losing body fat, caloric deficit. Um, how how is it that you incorporate that? If you don't mind going there, um, oh, absolutely. Is, is the is the emotional component or psychological component is that a priority first? Does it come along later? Is it dependent on the individual? Um, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say that it's dependent on the individual. One of the questions or a couple of the questions that I ask in my intake form is I directly ask women, you know, what are your thoughts about yourself? What are your beliefs about yourself? When you look in the mirror, what is it that you 
like think, what is the first thing that comes to mind? And I, I ask them really to share this without having judgment toward themselves, because a lot of women, when they realize what they're saying or thinking about themselves or their bodies, they're like, you know, we know that we shouldn't say those things about ourselves. And so I, I encourage them to just look at it objectively and, and not have judgment toward themselves. Mm-hmm. So in the intake process, that kind of gives me an idea of where they're at, but I always do um, a consultation call prior to working with someone. And it gives me the opportunity to really ask them not only about what they're experiencing with their health or with their body, but what's going on in their life. You know, what have they been through? Um, I always disclaimer that I'm not a therapist and I, I don't try to be. And I oftentimes have referred people out to therapy because I have had those conversations where I, I recognize that their trauma or their anxiety or whatever is going on internally is a, a huge block for them in getting over to where they want to be physically. And I encourage them to you know, work with a professional to overcome that. And so um, sometimes I can get a pretty good sense of that from someone just by having a conversation with them getting to know them and their personality a little bit better. Are they, you know, super type A? Are they, are they very go, go, go? Do they have that perfectionist mindset? If so, that's going to come with a whole nother level of complexity when it comes to the transformation. Um, And sometimes it just unfolds organically through that coaching relationship. Um, One of the things that I'm really big on is constant communication with my clients. So we touch base um, with check-ins every week, but I have many of them that are messaging me throughout the week, whether it's you know directly related to their plan or sometimes they just need someone to hold space and listen to what's going on in their life. And so a lot of times through that relationship is um, where some of that stuff comes out. And I also have created some, some exercises and um, activities for them to kind of start digging into their mindset, but I don't really just give it to someone for the sake of giving it to them unless I think they're at a place where A, it can benefit them and B, they're they're open to exploring that because some people just aren't ready to, to dive into that. Got it. Okay. I'm curious about the way you mentioned, like addressing the way we talk to ourselves about ourselves, <laughs> about our body specifically. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and trying to be objective about it. Um, and I know that there's some layers to that. So when you say that, is it just being open about, the way the language actually is like the way I'm actually talking about my body and not judging myself for having that language or you're nodding. Okay. Is that right? <laughs> or are you? That, that's definitely part of it. I don't know. You might, you might be right. If you're going to say something else. Too, I don't know. But that, is, I don't... that is definitely. Take it away. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, specifically for sure, the language in which we use when we talk about ourselves, our bodies, I mean, and that even goes into the language that we use, you know, when we talk about others or, mm-hmm. um, you know, our lives in general, I heard something, gosh, probably six or eight months ago now where someone said that, um, the word spelling literally means with words to cast a spell in some sense, right? Like maybe not literally, but that really got me thinking about just the way that we speak and the way that we verbalize, you know, whether it is something that is about ourselves or others or how we perceive our life in general and how that, um, affects what we're manifesting into our life. So it is definitely the verbiage that someone uses, but also, you know, why they feel that way. Is that because they feel they're unworthy? Is it because somebody told them that they were fat or ugly, or they weren't good enough, or they weren't trying hard enough? And so when I can listen to that person and hear what it is that they think and believe about themselves, it gives me a little bit of an opportunity to dig into that a little bit with them and see 
where that is stemming from, because a lot of times it's self-imposed, but a lot of times it is, it's taken on from um, society, environment, maybe parents growing up. And again, that layer of complexity, sometimes that means they need to go talk to somebody about that because there's a lot of, of trauma or um, emotion that's underneath that surface. And sometimes it's just simply a matter of realizing, you know, what our mind is unconsciously going to. And they say we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Um, and, you know, I'm not sitting here counting all 60,000 of them and I bet you aren't either. So sometimes just having that awareness where someone asks you what it is that you think about yourself and you actually have to then bring it up consciously. You're like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. I didn't really know that that's what I felt or that I didn't realize that's what's coming up. And I think that with anything in life, awareness is the first step. So whenever we can bring that up to the surface and, and bring awareness to it, I think that's the catalyst for beginning to change those beliefs and those thoughts. Nice. Yeah. I, I would agree. So when you're, when you're first talking to somebody and, or they're doing that intake form, the, the encouragement initially for them is to try to offer just, just to be real unfiltered maybe mm -hmm. is a word I would use. Like, don't, don't try to edit right now. I just, I need to hear what's really happening so that we can, we can address it and, and be able to move forward. 100%. Okay. And I also do this in conversations with people. So sometimes I'll have clients who I'll ask, you know, how did you do last week on consistency with your new supplement protocol? And they'll say, oh my gosh, I didn't do very well. Like I've had women who are like, I'm such an idiot. I forgot. And whether they truly think they're an idiot or not, I have to lovingly remind them, Hey, like our body reacts to what we think and what we say and what we believe. And whether you think that you believe that or not, it doesn't know. Right. So it's just hearing what you're saying and how you're feeling about yourself. And so sometimes we use that as practice, like right in that moment to change the verbiage, change the language, um, and just offer a different perspective of you're not an idiot because you forgot something life gets in the way. So how can we apply strategies to help you not forget next week? You know, it's not that big of a deal. So things like that, um, are little things that I think, um, are very valuable in the coaching relationship. A lot of the value of, of working with someone and transformation is coming in that form. Yeah, no, I agree. We, we remind, uh, clients two two things that we need from them and basically nothing else. All we need is show up and be honest. Yeah. And we that. like, there's so much we can do with that, but I need you to show up consistently. We have an appointment. I need you to come. And I need you to be honest. You, mm -hmm. If it didn't go well, it didn't go well. Let's talk about it. But no one's going to benefit if if we're not honest about yeah. what's going on. Exactly. So, exactly. Okay. Cool. Um, I want to dig into th this is a big question. I know we just have a few minutes. Maybe you could give me your shortest, briefest explanation. I want one of the things that I know I, I saw in your profile was dealing with the intersection of hormones, thyroid, gut health, metabolism, and mindset, especially for, for your, your clients to reach optimal health where they look and feel their best. Mm -hmm. um, why is it so important that, that understanding those different aspects and how they, how they intersect? I'll try to give the, the short version. <laughs> There's no stopwatch here, Allie. Go ahead. Do whatever. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so a couple of different things. I'll kind of address the mindset component first, but I think a lot of your listeners can probably relate. I know this has been a theme in my life 
But there have been times where I am doing everything right. I'm eating the right things. I'm exercising. I'm resting. I'm recovering. I'm taking my supplements. There's really no gaps there, but maybe I'm not happy with my life. Maybe I'm not satisfied with my job or with a relationship. And so it oftentimes doesn't matter what we're doing physically. If the other side of that, be it our mindset, be it our environment, um, you know, again, what our perception is of our life in general, if that's not um, something that is conducive to us having success and being happy and fulfilled and, and feeling joy, um, a lot of the other stuff doesn't matter. So um, I talk with my clients a lot. You know, I have a lot of women who want to lose weight, but a lot of times we talk about the energetic weight <laughs> that people carry around because they are unhappy with their lives or their jobs or they're going through things. Um, and so there's a couple of awesome resources and books for people who are interested, but um, science has shown, especially in the last couple of decades, as they've started to accept that the mind and body are not separate entities, but rather work together, um, that when we have thoughts, when we have emotions, we actually release neuropeptides and those neuropeptides affect anything from our heart rate to um, hormones that are being released to digestion. And so that is kind of where um, mindset at a high level intersects with some of these other things like gut health, hormones, thyroid, metabolism, all of that. Um, but then on the flip side, when we're looking at the physiology, um, you know, more from the aspect of what's going on in the body, um, I think, again, going back to that calories in versus calories out, a lot of people are, I see a lot of people on social media that are just like calories in, calories out. And that is obviously like at a very baseline um, level. Yes, you have to be in a calorie deficit if you want to lose fat. But we have all of these other factors like thyroid hormones, sex hormones, um, you know, your integrity of your gut. Are you even digesting and absorbing your food? Well, if not, is what you're eating and what you're not digesting sitting in the gut and creating inflammation. And, and then there's a whole cascade of effects that happens from that. So while yes, you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, um, you know, is your body functioning optimally to do so? Um, and so I think that that's where the oversimplification oversimplification uh, really misses the mark on kind of understanding the intersection of that because your metabolism is only going to be as good as all of those factors. And that is going to be what determines at a baseline level, you know, how many calories do we really need to burn or do we really need in order to maintain and or be in a deficit? So yeah, <laughs> that's my high level. It takes some time, I, I, right? To, to figure that out because we, I mean, first of all, we don't always know how many calories, right? How many calories have you been eating right. until we're tr really mm -hmm. tracking carefully? And then we don't know how many your body is using and how it's using them. So we've got to do some work to, to get there. Right. 100%. And it's, you know, that shifts from day to day. And so I, I struggle with this sometimes because I don't think that health in general needs to be that complicated, but there are instances in certain individuals when we look at a deeper level of dysfunction that it is not that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like the way you explain that, um, how our emotions have an effect on our health. And I often wonder about that, that journey that we've been on maybe as a society or as a culture where it's like, at one point we viewed it all as one, one thing. And then we started science started like separating out brain then the rest of the body, mind, body, emotions. And now we're like, okay, wait, we have to we bring them back together again. Like we, <laughs> we are one total being. Right. 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 And like for the purpose of, of teaching and, um, 
doing that in science, I, I understand the need to kind of split these systems and these body parts and these functions to explain that. But the reality is, is they obviously, as you know, they work as a whole. Um, and then when it comes to my, the mind, mindset, emotions, things like that, I think that for so long science turned away from that because science does not like what they can't easily quantify. And you cannot really quantify or measure that because it, it isn't um, something that's tangible, like the heart, you can't hold it in your hands. Yeah. So I think that's where science has struggled. And I think that's where this area of research is so fascinating with what they're doing and, and what people are finding, um, you know, with the use of quantum physics and all these other applications. And I, I'm just excited to see what the next couple of decades brings in that area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's the best way for people to follow your work, Ellie? Connect with you. I would, I would say connect with me on Instagram. That's where I'm typically most active. My handle is at AllieCassHealth. Um, or you can head over to my website, which is www.allycasshealth.com. You can read a little bit more about me, my program. Um, you can schedule a complimentary, I call it a health audit, but that's really our discovery call where we just connect and I try to help you find you know, the root causes of what's really keeping you stuck. So that way you can figure out how to best move forward, whether it's with me or someone else, or if there's other action steps, I always try to aim to point people in the right direction. Okay. Nice. I'll make sure there's links in the show notes. And last question for you, Allie, for today. Um, if someone's listening and they're, they are aware that they need to do a little bit better when it comes to taking care of their health, what would be the first step, the best way that you would recommend that they begin in that process? It's a great question. I always say the first step is to gain that awareness. So if you maybe you're sure, but you're not quite sure, really kind of try to take a step back from what you're dealing with and what your situation is and look at, again, look at it objectively. If there is something that you can be doing better, we can all do things better. So it's never a reflection of, of who you are as a person or what you're capable of. And then once you've gained that level of awareness, um, be kind and gentle with yourself. I think it's extremely easy to get overwhelmed and think that we have to change all of these things at once. Um, and we don't, and it's a lifelong process. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And so pick one thing that you think you can do better and just really focus on that and focus on that until you master that. And then when you feel like that's just become ingrained as part of who you are, pick something else. And if that feels too daunting, or you still don't know where to start, reach out to someone like myself or Nate, or, you know, someone that you trust that you think can help you get you to where you want to be. Awesome. Allie Cass, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so thankful that Allie was here to join us on the show. And after we stopped the recording, we talked about some ideas for a follow-up episode. So if you enjoyed this one, you're going to enjoy uh, the next time that I interview Allie, which will hopefully be very, very soon in the future. The links that she mentioned in the interview are waiting for you in the show notes. Please give them a click. Go connect with Allie. Check out her work if you would like to. Uh, thank you again, Allie, for being here on the show. I want to touch back on a little bit about what I asked you to listen for before we got started. First of all, the language we use. Uh, that was such a huge part of our conversation. And in particular, just being straight up unfiltered and honest about what the language is. Sometimes it's there, but we 
know that maybe the way that we've been talking to ourselves about our body, about ourselves, about our efforts with health and fitness, maybe we know that that language really isn't the type of language that's going to be serving us. And so we have a tendency to say, oh yeah, no, no, it's not that big of a deal. I'm going to encourage you to listen very closely to the thoughts and the words. If, if you talk out loud to yourself, that makes it a little bit easier, right? The thoughts and the words, the ways that you speak with yourself about, about your presence in this process of health and fitness and weight loss and where you're at and where you want to be. And of course, I recognize myself as a coach, the same for Allie, that sometimes it's a little bit easier to become aware of what that language is like when you're speaking to someone else, rather than just trying to tune into to what's going on within, beneath the surface. And if you need to do that in order to get a good pulse on what that language is like, do it. Get somebody to talk to, even if it's just a trusted friend or a member of your family, someone who you can just open up to about this so that you have an opportunity to hear yourself because that is such an important piece of this process. Because again, like we talked about, our mindset, uh, including our emotions, thoughts and feelings about ourselves, they affect our health. They affect our ability to see results in this entire process, you heard it from an expert here today who shared with us the fact that everything else could be just dialed in so perfectly. I'm going to use quotation air quotes on perfectly, but everything's just dialed in just the way that the plan says. But if it's not on the inside aligned with what is happening, results can be slow or they might not be present at all. So it's important that we get some awareness of the language that we are using. Isn't that interesting? Here we have a bodybuilding pro. She's helping other people with their health now. And what does she say? You know what? The inside is really important. What's going on beneath the surface, thoughts, feelings, those are so important that we tune in to them. So again, I want to invite you to do that, to get tuned in. Whatever you have to do to get tuned in, if it's journaling, if it's having a conversation with someone else, if it's getting some help from a coach, do it so that you can get some awareness and that you can track your progress, not just by what the scale says or how your clothes are fitting. Those things are fine, but what about how the way you talk to yourself is changing? What about how the language you use when you're referring to yourself and your efforts and results? What if it's an evolution there that you can tune into and see that not only are you getting some results on the outside, but the inside is changing. You are developing. You are growing as an individual. What a cool part of this process. So I want to invite you, tune in to yourself as a result of listening to this podcast. Listen to what's going on inside your mind and your heart when it comes to the language. The words that you use in this process, about this process, and about yourself in this process. I'm really curious to know what it is that 
comes up for you, what you discover as you tune in. And if you wouldn't mind sharing it with me, I would absolutely love it. It would be a huge honor for me to learn what it is that you discover as, as you do that internal check after you listen to this episode. If you don't mind, jump over on Instagram, send me a message and let me know how that internal self-talk language check goes for you. I want to thank you, as I always do, for being here. And I want to invite you, as I have so many times, to follow the show, to review the show, rate and review the show. If your podcast cast player allows you to do that, rate and review the show so that other people can find it. And if this episode is one, as you're listening, you're thinking, oh, I know somebody that I believe really will benefit from it. Please share it with them. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's it for me today. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next time on the Begin Within podcast.